Do you, EBO? Okay, so this ought to be fun for Jennifer. She already thinks I'm stupid and maybe a little bit off kilter. Jennifer Schulp is Director of Financial Regulation Studies at the Cato Institute, Center for Monetary and Financial Alternatives, which is a whole lot of, I don't know what the hell crypto is. How you doing, Jennifer? Great. Thanks for having me and on this thanks morning. Thanks for being here. What the hell is crypto? I don't even know how it works. I mean, I know it's supposed to be like digital money, but I don't know anybody who knows how to use it. No one. Well, the first part of the problem is that crypto is a super broad term that covers a whole bunch of things. Okay. But when we're talking about cryptocurrency, the general idea is that it's digital money that you can use in kind of an ideal form without having a bank or a credit card company in between. Um, not all crypto works like that, which makes it hard to explain, but that's kind of the idealized form. This is why um, none of us understand it. Because it's it's so many different things. If I can't hold it, it ain't real. That's how I see it. Well, certainly one way to think about it. But we can't hold a lot of things that we deal with today. We can't hold a lot of things that are on the Internet. And crypto is kind of starting to be the answer to how do you hold money and use it on the Internet um, without having to have your bank send money back and forth or have Venmo in the middle of the transaction, crypto is supposed to, some crypto is supposed to solve for that problem. Okay. Um, they call it digitally native, which doesn't really help explain it, but it does help you think about it in terms of the Internet and just because you can't hold it doesn't mean it's not worth something. Yeah, it's, I, I cannot... I cannot physically show you how much I love you right now either. So I can't like hold that in my hand. So I get it. It's there, but you can't see it. Right. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> All right. So what I'll take the- a virtual hug. Yeah, it's there fine. you go. You got one. All right. So the SEC voted on this. And what does it mean for crypto's future? Because, I mean, some dude went to jail for like a billion years because he scammed the crap out of people for stuff that was useless. So you're talking about Sam Bankman-Fried and the FTX scandal mm-hmm. um, to start with. So Sam Bankman-Fried, um, big fraudster, convicted fraudster, yeah. was operating in the crypto space but looked a lot more like a traditional financial institution um, because he was holding everyone's money for them, which is how he could take off with the money. Um, crypto and Bitcoin, which we're going to talk about with the ETFs that the SEC approved, doesn't have someone that kind of plays that role that Sam Bankman-Fried and and FTX does. Okay. So Bitcoin doesn't have someone that can just walk in and take the money and run away with it. So the middle guy's out. What we call decentralized. Okay. All right. So So the Securities and Exchange Commission approved ETF, um, exchange-traded funds that hold Bitcoin. Interestingly, that put the person back in the middle, not for the Bitcoin, but for holding the Bitcoin for the ultimate investors. So it adds a kind of centralized layer on top of this decentralized Bitcoin. (sighs) Okay, so <laughs> I feel the same way sometimes. Yeah, because there's just so much to it. I don't know who thought this up or if it actually truly has any value. But a lot of people are saying it's the future. And if this is the future, I'm screwed because I don't get it. 
no matter how well you explain it to me, like I'm five years old, it still doesn't make sense to me because my brain thinks money. You know what I mean? I understand. And one of the things that the Bitcoin ETF might help with is helping people to get access to crypto that are having a hard time conceptualizing it. Because right now, if you want to hold Bitcoin, if you want to own Bitcoin, if you want to play around with it, see how it works, if you're interested to speculate on it, you have to either hold it directly, which can be pretty complicated, um, and I don't even want to get into the complications of that. Right. Or you generally have to deal with a crypto service company um, like Coinbase or um, Binance. So those are some big names in the space that do exchanges and hold crypto for you. The ETFs allow people to treat crypto more like a standard security and have brought in a lot of big Wall Street institutional players like BlackRock, Fidelity, the same people that might hold your 401k or your retirement accounts are sponsoring crypto ETFs. Um, and they let people buy in as a standard security instead of having to deal with a lot of the complications of owning crypto directly. All right. So if, if we're going to deal in stuff like this, and if this is the, the future, I mean, some of us aren't going to live long enough for, to have to deal with this on, on the regular because money and gold and silver and stuff are still going to be around. But if everything goes to hell in a handbasket and technology n- takes a nosedive, then this is all going to be wiped out. So what do we do to secure it? So, you know, I I don't want to say for sure that this is going to be the future. What I think is really important here about the SEC's approvals of these funds is that the SEC is now letting average investors make decisions for themselves about whether they want to be invested here, whether they personally see it as the future, or whether they don't want to have anything to do with it. Up until now, it was really hard for average investors to make that decision for themselves. That's kind of my big takeaway here. Mm-hmm. But it also, having more um, institutional players gives some people comfort um, in the idea that, well, the money's not going to be run away with. Um, we might not have an FTX situation here because the players that are involved are big-name players that have much bigger reputations on the line, that have a lot more regulation and that um, are more concerned about playing by the rules than necessarily some of the bad actors that have been gotten a lot of press in the crypto space up till now. I think that's what scares us. (laughs) And I think that's right to be scared. Um, Mm -hmm. That does not mean that the entire crypto space is full of bad actors. I don't think that that's true. But when you have a fraud on the scale of FTX, Mm -hmm. it makes a lot of sense for an investor to think about, is this space safe? And if you should with any type of investment, you should think about whether the risks in that investment are ones that you're willing to bear. Well, I just figured they were as real as Kardashian butts. So I just, you know, I just kind of marked it off my list of things to do. But it, if it, the SEC deadline is tomorrow, right? Uh, they approved them last week. Oh, okay. I was going to say, because I got this. Okay, this was January 8th. Okay. Um, So they approved them. So where do we go from here? So where we go from here, I think, is largely watching the market and seeing what the reaction is. 
is this a product that investors are interested in holding? Mm -hmm. Um, Does this give more people comfort about the crypto space? And I think those are big open questions right now. Mm -hmm. Um, We've seen the price of Bitcoin kind of float around after the ETFs were approved. I think that's to be expected. But it's really hard to predict the future here. But what we do have now is a little bit more opportunity for individual investors to make choices about where they see the future going. Um, But the SEC had been blocking them from making that choice before. Financial advisors have their work cut out for them now to add this into the mix, don't they? They do. And what we've seen, I could say post-approval last week, is some financial advisors, Vanguard principally among them, has said that they don't want to offer the products. Um, Vanguard is preventing people who are on their platforms from buying Bitcoin ETFs. Other advisors, I say BlackRock Fidelity, are making those available to their clients. And I think there's going to be a long education period for your average financial advisor to get up to speed with the risks in this space and what type of, of advice they should be giving to their clients about whether Bitcoin ETFs or crypto at all should be playing a role in their portfolios. Yeah, I, I just I really think it's it's probably going to be the future. I mean, isn't everything electronic the future at some point? But there are a lot of people who are just too skeptical right now. And even with the SEC vote, I don't know if I would be ready to jump. If That is, if I had two nickels to rub together. But I'm just saying, really big-name people put their names behind the dude who ripped everybody off. And it it fell to hell in a handbasket. So a lot of people are really, really gun-shy right now. So with this approval and it now being offered, people are going to have to really, really understand it before they jump. I, I would advise that in a big way. Yeah, and I don't give investment advice, mm-hmm. but I completely agree. Always understand the risks of anything that you're investing in. And the SEC's approval here is not an approval over all sorts of other crypto products. In fact, the SEC has been frustratingly for people in the space and for people like me that want the SEC to be a little bit more clear. Mm -hmm. The SEC has been reluctant to give good guidance on how crypto products can comply with the securities laws. That continues to be the case for the industry at large. This is simply one product that the SEC has given approval to trade for. Okay, and if you want to do it, you can. But if you lose your if you lose your boots, it's on you. So, Jennifer, I know you're ten times smarter than I am when it comes to this. I mean, I could I could you know tell jokes and take care of people all day, but when it comes to stuff like this, I just have to sit back and let someone else figure it out. So, where do people go to learn more? Well, there's a lot of places that you can go to learn more. Um, Securities and Exchange Commission has put out information, although they're very skeptical, so it's a good place to learn about risks. Mm-hmm. Um, the um, platforms that are crypto exchanges themselves, um, like Coinbase, have a lot of educational materials out there about crypto. Um, and say there's a lot of education out there um, <laughs> on the internet and other places well, to, they're to all, take a look. They're all floating their own boats, though, so be careful. I'd go to the SEC well, before I went anywhere else. 
I would say the SEC is floating its own boat on this one as well. Too. So skepticism all the way around. Damn um, and critical thinking is important on all of this yeah. from all sides. God help me. Director of Financial Regulation Studies at the Cato Institute, Center for Monetary and Financial Alternatives, is Jennifer Schulp, the smartest girl in the world. Thank you, Jennifer. Thank you. Have a good day. Bye-bye.